Lace was back in fashion this spring, starched and delicate at once, layers of it flowing from cuffs and neck. It was a damned bother at a formal dinner, but there it was. The Lord of the Heavens had to be in fashion, and a state dinner in the court of Tabini I.G. meant a new coat, no question about that. So Bren Cameron arrived at Tabini I.G.'s door accompanied by his four black-clad bodyguards, in a mode quietly equal to any of the lords present. This new coat was a subdued beige and gold brocade able in this sparkling crowd to fade into the background, and Bren Cameron, Paidi I.G. to that same Tabini I.G., the ruler of the Aishititat, the Western Association of the Atevi, liked it that way. Paidi I.G., official human language translator, at least as he'd signed up for the job years ago. Back then, he'd been the interface between the human enclave restricted by treaty to the island of Mosfera across the Straits and the Atevi, native to the planet, who ruled the rest of the world. Things had changed since then. Humans were in space now. So were Atevi. And the Paidi's office? The Paidi I.G. had become both diplomat and courier. Become, in fact, Paidi in the sense in which Atevi had always interpreted the office, long before the word human entered their vocabulary. Translator had ceased to be much of his job at all, since humans and Atevi interfaced daily on the space station, with free access to the once-forbidden dictionary. Mosfera now worried far more about the space station orbiting overhead than they did the vast continent immediately across the water from them. There had been a profound psychological shift in the attitudes on both sides of the strait. The earthly power that had threatened Mosfera in the past had ceased, at least in Mosferan minds, to threaten them in any direct sense. The current worry of the human population on Earth was the power of the human population in space versus their own insular ways and aims, most of which involved their comforts, their economy, and their sense of self-government. Atevi were a presence on world and off, had always been there, would always be there, and would always be different from them. Politically ambitious Mosferans had little to gain these days by pointing out that obvious fact. Much more to the point, the meager trade that had gone back and forth between Mosfera and the continent for two hundred years had suddenly become a large and important commerce linked to space in a triangular relationship. Business was now interested in what happened on the continent, deeply interested. But Mosferan businessmen knew they had no control over it. They could only watch the ebb and flow of the market and adjust accordingly. Production, once based on the direct advice of the Paidi, must now flux according to a true supply and demand market. The island government was also on its own these days. They no longer controlled the Paidi IG, who remained conspicuously human in any gathering here on the continent, but who had all but ceased to represent Mosferan interests. Translate at need, yes. Advise, yes. But circumstances, and ultimately his own inclinations, had made him an intrinsic part of the Atevi world. He'd gained property on the Atevi side of the straits. A title. A seat in the legislature, too, if he wanted to press the point. He didn't. 
He had more power in terms of influence with the most powerful people in the Atevi world than that seat could ever wield, something he found it wisest not to advertise. Those to whom it mattered knew. His official niche in the court, a unique position with Tabini's and Tabini's grandmother's backing, was still that of Paidi Aiji, but in gatherings such as this, he preferred to style himself Lord, not of the ill-defined heavens, but of Najida Peninsula, a quaint little rural section of Sarini province out on the western coast, not all that far from the island on which he'd been born.